0: it's so great okay
1: so I'll get you to introduce yourself though okay. uh, yeah hello everybody welcome to Bat Radio today we're at Pact in Erskineville would you like to introduce yourself
0: yeah sure so my name's Michaela Carr I'm a Sydney and Melbourne based contemporary dancer and just hanging out here for the day
1: right. and what are you maybe we pick up where we were already talking about Mm -hmm. about um, what you're working on and how you're working Mm -hmm. No, I don't know, you were saying you're interested in having a practice rather than a production method
0: yeah, I guess just because through working with whoever I've worked with um, I've (laughs) predominantly just well, in improvisation mm-hmm. I suppose the product isn't really important What I mean it is in terms of the show
2: mm-hmm. but the
0: process of spending six hours a day maybe like tasking is going to generate a lot more questions and a lot more things that perhaps can't be answered or don't need to be answered than trying to come up with good moves for a piece at the end of a six hour day mm-hmm. um and then, yeah, I guess just thinking that way has just... Yeah, I guess I don't feel a need to choreograph anything myself mm. at the moment. That could change within a week. I mean, I might find a voice that I really wanted.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, but I just feel at this stage... Um, I don't know if I could say anything that people couldn't say better than me.
2: Mm.
1: I remember that I used to really have this burning desire to choreograph and set and move because I I knew what was lame and what was cool,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I saw people choreographing what I thought were real lame pathways of movement. Yeah, especially when it goes one way and then comes back via the same pathway, and it didn't need to. I knew that the pathway could continue. For example, or like, uh-huh. And then there are just moves that I really dislike on an aesthetic level, yep. and so the the need for me to choreograph was to be like, oh, okay, everyone's making shit, and I gotta make something good, and that was you know like a twenty year old mentality. Yeah. Um. But that doesn't that doesn't fuel you at all.
0: It does, but I think more so in my own. Um, like I will still watch something and be like, oh, saw that coming, like
2: uh, 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 something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. But then, but then also, the more I, the more I dance. If I dance for an hour, mm-hmm. I can do that to myself. I'm like, oh, there you go again, Michaela. Like there's, there's that bad boy, or like you looped it back again, or and yeah. Then I suppose I just have been working with this like idea of, I don't want to say the present moment because I, um, I don't like that and I think it's the wrong way to go about it but that idea of um I guess being really present in your decision making like during Mm. improvisation so that you I suppose I think lame things are things that maybe have been done and if they've already been done by someone who could do it a lot better Mm. why would I recreate it Mm. so then Do I step away from my habitual patterning or my idiosyncratic patterns? I don't know, how could it be otherwise? Or is it yes, that's valid, and now what else?
1: Where have your idiosyncratic patterns come from?
0: I suppose... Actually, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> um, no, I think they've...
1: Just YouTube.
0: YouTube, mostly, yeah, just smashing out dance routines. No, I think they've they've come from my training, which is also...
1: Mm.
0: I'm not saying good training or everyone learning good moves isn't valid. I think that is completely valid. But, you know, it in, it really does inform what you create. Mm. And you don't want to just be another sum of all the information that's been put in your body like how how are you you Mm. how do you interpret that information because it's going to be completely different in your body to what it is in mine
1: Mm. um i remember a large frustration at vca was that i felt that i was not being taught moves i really really because that was my under because i had come from ballroom where you learn routines and then break where you learn moves so that then you can freestyle Uh the sequence of the moves um and then at vca i was like ah i'm just doing these pathways but no one's teaching me how to dance
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay
1: that was the frustration i had but then there's every now and again there'll be, yeah, some pathways that I whip out and someone's like, never knew you went to BCA, man, Really? <laughs> and they suddenly see it, yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, I don't know, there's this project I've been working on about who's allowed to tell who what moves they can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um, from the point of view of being, uh, like visibly white hetero male in Australia at the moment there's pressure from what is I guess the primary representative culture of Australia Mm. telling me that about what this body should and should not do to preserve its masculinity but then and so I move away from that and dance however I feel like Mm -hmm. and that's supported as like an empowerment of the individual beyond tall poppy syndrome or whatever Mm -hmm. but then on the other side there are moves which look like or have aesthetic similarity to um tai chi or some indigenous dance forms Mm -hmm. or um locking or voguing or whatever Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. that this body is not allowed to do. Yep. Uh, And so I've been working on this, how I can be the sum of all my parts (laughs) and how it's entirely valid if I am not working from a place of claiming authority or legitimacy Mm -hmm. or working from a place of aiming to represent and speak on behalf of, but simply working from a place of somebody who has been... Influenced and exposed, and then this body has impulses and is compelled to move. Mm -hmm. And some of those moves, when they are viewed, look like some of these other things, but they never are Mm -hmm. because that's not what I'm moving from. I'm actually just moving for pleasure, which of course means all of the references that I've ever seen or done or heard from like Eminem film clips to Yopi Indie film clips to Michael Jackson (laughs) film clips. Well,
0: yeah. But that's, I think that's often, I mean, because that's something else, isn't it? Like you in the studio doing what you just said, right? Yeah, yeah. And you doing what is available and what is coming out of your body. Yeah. Just because I'm sitting here going, oh, well, now he's doing Michael Jackson and this is that doesn't mean that what you're doing is that.
1: No, that's what I hope. Yeah. And that's the conundrum I want to leave the viewer with,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, which is to say that, our our ideas about what bodies can and cannot do, what things are shifting and arbitrary
2: mm-hmm.
1: within culture,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we should just all um, be allowed to dance.
0: <laughs> we should. I hate that. Like, I hate that you're not letting me dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trapped. Yeah. But yeah, I.
1: And that's how improvisational practice is serving my interest at the moment hmm. because it is somehow, um, from a place of compulsion or impulse, mm-hmm. which means that it is revealing. It's somehow very revealing yep. of your backstory or history.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I think definitely, uh, impulse is a huge one. Like, um, also impulse and habitual, like patterning are two like really key things for me. Um, Also probably because I'm really interested in habits at the moment and, you know, obviously our bodies and our muscles remember and perform things that we don't request ever. And so then coming into a studio and trying to break that patterning during improvisation goes against everything that you do every hour, minute of the day. Um, But, and then I guess that for me comes back to this idea of like presence so presence isn't really a thing like we have
1: is the, the present is not really well a the thing. present
0: no it's not really a thing i mean that's my opinion
1: that's also my opinion okay. but that's only that's the reason i'm smiling
0: but i think it is a thing in terms of um sensation so i would say that sensation is the only thing connecting you to a present moment Mm. because anything that you think will probably be something that's happened or something that Mm. is to come Mm. again my opinion but I um, I think that's what I'm really interested in with an improvisational practice at the moment because you only have like your sensations in that present moment so how can you just be in that you're still a sum of everything that you've seen done moved Mm. it's all still there but how can you um, how can we access it in a way that's not recreating something or not yeah I don't know I just feel like everything's constantly shifting you know emotionally physically um, to be present in an improvisational practice is like I don't I don't know how often I've seen it um done in a performance context. Like I've seen people improvise in an incredible way during a process.
1: I think it's hard.
0: Oh no, not
2: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh I guess that's the the ultimate seduction of performance over re-performance yeah and that's what we're searching for even if we know the steps and we've choreographed and said it we're still trying for a performance
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but then with the choreographing and steps like why do we do that is that to achieve an aesthetic for an audience is that I mean
1: yeah do you think think it is for me when I there are moves that I don't know how to do and so I have to put those pathways into my body so that then they are available. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I... It's like... uh, If I do something that I think is the best version of something, then I want to be able to share the best version every time okay which is the seduction of
2: mm-hmm.
1: setting a sequence because then I can get even better at that best sequence and best meaning like um, most exciting or least jarring or most offensive if you want offensive <laughs> 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 whatever it is there is somehow the noise to signal ratio hopefully okay that stop saying yeah you can like, reduce the amount of noise and static and just get more and more pure signal mm-hmm. I think that's what I would use it for what I thought that I was doing when I was younger mm-hmm. and I was working for other choreographers and they would want to change something in the solo that I'd choreographed on myself and mm-hmm.
2: I was like
1: you don't know you don't get it uh, but then you know that comes down to trust as well. And
0: yeah, well, there's that, and then I suppose that's also something to do with the ego, because which is, I mean, something that you cons, everyone con as mm. a you should constantly deal with ego, and like, how relevant is it in a practice? Mm. Like, why, why should your solo not be any different in this two-minute jam out? You know, because yeah.
1: yeah. I like uh, setting a structure of rules Mm -hmm. and then watching. And then when people have to make decisions within those rules, I get to, as the choreographer, maintain the aesthetic that I want, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but also hopefully keep the moment where the, the performers make decisions. I get to see that still. Yep. That's very alluring for me. Mm
0: -hmm. How they make decisions in what they're doing or in, like, correspondence to each other, kind of?
1: I think something... uh, There's an aliveness of senses that is empathetically enticing Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when people... When things are not set, when the script is not written. Mm -hmm. And I balance that out with my desire for a particular aesthetic... Mm-hmm. By just like putting the bumper bars up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so we're never gonna fall into the gutters of lame moves.
2: Oh God! <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe just one bumper bar.
0: <laughs> one bumper bar. I think that's an also an interesting thing as a. Um, so from my point of view, as a as a dancer, I enjoy dancing. For other people rather than creating mm. and I suppose that's where like my um, my emphasis on like process at the moment or just like practice more so, practice is better than process um, is because if you spend time being able to see how you respond or the habit that you will, the decisions that you will make habitually and the decisions mm. that you have to wait and be patient to make
2: mm.
0: and then within I don't know Within a time period, then you you're a lot more active as a performer. Your choice, there's a lot more choices available to you. You don't um, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of growth there, and I suppose for me, why why would I choreograph when I have so much more mm. to know that I don't mm-hmm. know about me as yeah a dancer, a performer, a person, um, and which is why I love working for other people and working within their scores and limitations and because they're limits that I wouldn't perhaps place on myself or they're choices that perhaps I wouldn't make and they unlock another array of things.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm just thinking that yes to all of those things mm. and if, if it's analogous to a kitchen scenario, Like, I don't want the bleach in my pantry (laughs) because I'm going to poison everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And so at some point, there is a judgment that I make Mm -hmm. of what to maintain
2: Mm -hmm.
1: in my suite of options that I can call upon in an instant. Yeah. And I... mm, make decisions for aesthetic reasons or for safety reasons Mm -hmm. usually probably aesthetic reasons that like no I don't want to accidentally fall into that thing
0: yeah
1: um, because it's ugly or it references something I'm not dealing with or somehow it's yeah poisonous or Mm -hmm. noise or distraction so I guess there must be that going on for you as well I like there in opening everything up Mm. there are very definitely some things that do not belong in here
0: yeah oh and that accidentally falling into things as well you know like the contemporary kind of black hole of nothingness I don't know where you end up on the floor doing you know you think you're doing something completely authentic or perhaps you haven't done it before it's a new patterning Mm. and in fact it's actually just not it's not you know it's not present you're not uh, me, not you, but you're not actively engaging with whatever that is. And I mean, it's also, I say there's like not an aesthetic thing that I'm trying to look at while I'm doing it, but there must be, because if I'm filming it or if there is an audience, it's a completely different response to yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm in a studio by myself.
2: Yeah, and, and it's
0: about feeling. Yeah. But... And also, I mean, presence and being present in what you're doing wavers because, as I just said before, like, how present can you be all the time if that isn't even really Mm. a thing?
1: I like to think that um, imagination and memory are the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that in that way you are always imagining your past Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) when you remember it. Yeah. And... You are remembering your future
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you're imagining it, mm-hmm. because possibly it's the same activity in the brain. Yeah. So, in, yeah, it's like a little bit pushback against there is only the present moment by saying that there is no such thing as the present moment.
0: I think also, but also with past, like yeah. if you think about. I think that's imagine, imagination is is a perfect way to describe it because we can't actually imagine like we alter it to unbelievable amount sometimes i read things that i've written a year ago and i'm like wow that was horrific i can't believe that happened in my, in my mind it really just now it's not that bad and but that's because as humans we we can't remember pain like we actually can't physically experience that pain that we had at one point again so we do imagine it and we glorify it or romanticize it a bit to become a it's a lot better than what it actually was Yeah. Yeah. because it's already been
1: so what do you do when you go into a a space or an empty room Um, and you put music on
0: no, I, yeah, I, I really like working with music, but I feel like with music comes, like... Structure. Structure and, um, I guess, emotion also as well. Like, not crying, you know, something... Adele comes on or, <laughs> 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 um,
1: And it's her live concert, she's like,
0: how are you fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I don't want that. Because then, yeah, but I think not working with working with music you have to listen a lot more as well like then you can work on a more cellular level and start from a really really slow pace i just like to work from like a slow pace of activating and i suppose like heightening awareness um Mm. to just like body scans and stuff yeah
2: (laughs) but um
1: i sometimes wonder how i would imagine body scans if i hadn't seen Bodies being scanned in sci-fi movies.
0: How do you imagine it, though?
1: That's exactly how I imagine it. Like like this green dot grid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: my god. Yeah.
1: That's not how you imagine (laughs) it. (laughs) When someone's like body scanned, don't you just fall straight back to when there's been like somebody trying to access a secured area and the (laughs) robot like scans them. But you've
0: watched way too much sci-fi. Yeah, I do love sci-fi. no, mine was far more like authentic, like leaves, you know, like just touching each surface of the body, leaves. scanning, yeah, or like soft. Like off a tree. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> None of this. <laughs>
1: but you know that um, image, they're that, that, like body that was slithered really thinly for science and they just froze it and then mm-hmm. sliced it like a ham. Yeah and then they took a photo of each and so you can zoom through and back out of the body. Uh-huh. That's also sometimes what I imagine in a body. That's skin. really beautiful yeah.
0: <laughs> Not that your other one before wasn't valid.
1: Oh <laughs>
2: ah,
0: um, But yeah I suppose once you activate especially in that one that you just said like once you are aware of all of that, once you've engaged with that,
2: mm.
0: you know, you're, not that you're limitless, but almost, you can, yeah. I suppose with that, though, I mean, every time I go into a studio, I suppose I'm always amazed at how different it is to mm. the day before.
2: Mm.
0: And I might not look any different. I might look exactly the same as what I did the day before, but the way I'm engaging with it is something completely different.
1: Yeah. No. Okay, so sometimes Adele, but usually not. Usually not. <laughs> Almost never. Almost.
0: Actually, I might even push as far as to say never. never. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then some body scanning. Mm-hmm. And then dancing happens. And then,
0: yeah, sometimes I'll try and be really rigorous with setting, like, a task. Yeah. Um, right. And then...
1: I fall off the wagon with tasks. Do you? Bike. I fall off the bike. The
0: bike. Bu- and you don't want to go with the wagon.
1: The bandwagon. The car. Yeah. It must I be. fall off <laughs> because I remember how arbitrary it is.
0: Mm. As in.
1: As in, it could be anything. I could okay. be doing anything. Right. The task could be anything at all. Uh huh. Um. And so I really have a hard time holding on to the tasks important enough right to go with it unless the task is have a really awesome dance and then (laughs) I crank the music and then I just (laughs) dance because the pleasure delivered is the outcome yeah right but how do you choose a task
0: um I suppose I work uh, I, I like to work with like something that I can see visually so I can see it in my head but perhaps it's like it's just a movement within the body Um, so different I guess I try and imagine it like a bit of a blueprint um, but then it's happening within the body and then once I understand it in my body following maybe a certain blueprint then I'll put it externally in the space and see how I can achieve that blueprint on a larger scale Um,
1: you imagine Uh and then you act Mm -hmm. and through your action your imagination becomes your memory because it becomes history well yeah awesome
0: yeah and then I suppose once it's existed as that how can it be otherwise like Mm -hmm. um and then I just try and layer it so get a little bit deeper with whatever it is so not to do the same thing again or to do something that's already known or to acknowledge that okay I've done that now so what else is it now? Mm. And it's not by any means always successful or always achievable, but...
1: Are you searching for everything or are you searching for nothing? Or are you searching for something?
0: Hmm. I suppose I'm searching for complete availability and understanding within my body so much so that I could give myself any kind of task and it would be worthwhile doing it.
1: And watching it?
0: And watching it, mm-hmm. yeah. but I also believe that, I mean, I feel like I could watch anything and be engaged with it if it has intention. Like if someone is really genuinely has intention and it's there's a lot of rigor there I'm also like all about rigor (laughs) and rigs
1: (laughs) and being a rigor and
0: being a rigor um does that make sense
1: a little bit I think about when I'm when I'm busy with an object trying to open a coconut or something Mm -hmm. that really has my intent intention and attention okay yeah uh, because I'm trying not to cut my fingers off and because I'm trying to get into coconut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's reward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how... Um, how much that... How that maintains when you're working on something that is not interacting with another object. Mm-hmm. and when you're not trying to master a skill or more deeply embed set pathways like in a, a yoga or a tai chi or shi mm-hmm. or something like that where there are pathways and you're just ironing through them like cartwheel ruts mm-hmm. then what is it to imagine with intention or something or what is it to be available but with a Intention because intention apply, uh, implies agenda.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As in, to have intention, I must be trying to achieve something.
1: This is what I wonder I for see. myself and yep. why I get lost.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, whenever I get real excited mm-hmm. and go for a jog, yeah it really lasts about a song. Until my brain's like, no one's chasing you. (laughs) It's fine, just relax.
0: Eminem's done. His song song finished. He's weak palms. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that.
1: So so, so I'm interested to hear for you what it is that keeps you on that, that keeps you in the thing and when you know you're doing it and when you know that you're not... Not doing doing it, it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about... I think it's something to do with, like... Um, like, almost the cognitive function Mm -hmm. of, like, how things work. I kind of imagine, like, the body disassembling Mm -hmm. and then putting it back together and it working in any way, but with all of the different bolts and pieces and things that used to align perfectly, but in different Mm
2: -hmm.
0: ways. um, Yeah, different... Organizations, and but then for them to still work as um, as functionally, and I'm not. I yeah. I'm also. I love moving. Like I love moving through space. So I feel like what I'm saying is. Hmm. Is
1: it working again? It is. It says we have 23 hours of recording left.
0: Oh, we've got all day.
1: <laughs> like in your iTunes at the bottom, I was like, you have 14 months of music. Like, mm. Great. I could die. will be very
0: busy. And it'll keep
1: playing while I decompose. <laughs> Actually, my brother was in a uh, car rollover, and he said one of the most uh, torturous things is that while well, you're trapped, you're not sure if everyone's okay. Or, mm. Yeah. Uh, you're not sure if you're okay or if you got hit and you're still reeling from it. The, re- the stereo is still playing. this really upbeat music usually. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Wait, did that actually happen to you? Yes. Yes. And was there upbeat music playing? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, well, it doesn't really matter what music's playing, I guess. I'm not sure what music was playing. Yeah, okay. It was probably Snoop Dogg. But you're like... There, with a smashed-in windscreen, the car's on its side, wheels are spinning, and it's like, drop it like it's hot, <laughs> <and> drop it <laughs> like in movies. The sound always drops out.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I had that thought actually flying the other day. I was like, if this plane started to crash, right, it starts going down, and I was listening to that, um, you know, that song by Rusted Roots, "Send Me on My Way."
1: <laughs> How's oh, it
0: going? Um. Send me, send me my my way,
2: way, Yes, do, yes, I do know. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Send me my way. Yes, yeah.
0: and it's a fabulous <laughs> song. But I was like, this is so upbeat, and there was a lot of turbulence. And I thought, if the plane started going down now, yeah. I would have a good time just because I was listening to this song. But how long would that last for?
2: <laughs> well, you know?
1: yeah.
0: Probably until I hit the ground running.
1: Apparently, um. I listened to an interview with a guy who tried to commit suicide jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and mm-hmm. he said that he had no will to live for months leading up to it, almost a year. And then halfway down mm. the survival mechanism kicked in and he suddenly wanted to live. Oh. I
0: know. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So maybe there's something like that that's like the what is available to us. Mm. <laughs> We need to put ourselves in situations so that different uh, internalized jobs of the body and the mind
2: mm-hmm.
1: kick in. Like yeah. we can't act, we can't activate them by thinking about them, uh-huh. but we can put ourselves through something to activate them. Which I guess is what strength training is about, which is what dancing training is about. Yeah. In the way of like improvising dancing, mm-hmm. not form based. Mm-hmm. Answer.
0: As in putting yourself through things so that you...
1: So that it activates your body's ability to do those things.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like improvising into different states, you know, when you get yourself into such a state that it's like...
1: Yeah, what do you think about that?
0: Um, I'm all about it as, like... Um, <coughs> but as, you know... Uh, well, it becomes very authentic. Like, if you're very set to what you're doing and mm. you, like, really commit to getting into that state... I don't know whether it's valid for an audience to watch it for an hour with you unless they can perhaps become immersed in it Mm. or they can experience it with you um but I think as a way of finding something else it's great because you have to push your body past something you have to go past a point of comfort um and then dealing with it in there. You know what it's like when you're tired and you're in like this thing that's very heavy and you're like, God, how do I get... To... And your mind starts just ticking over. I always think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. But then I get that voice again, that, that jogging voice. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you totally made up this thing <laughs> and now you're putting yourself through it. You can stop whenever you want.
0: And then do you stop? Or do you... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs>
1: That's it, unless I've tricked myself through having an audience Mm -hmm. that I need to, that I'm hosting, Mm -hmm. and so I need to live up to what I've promised them.
0: Yeah.
1: Or uh, I guess that's why people take uppers when they go to dance parties.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So that that, like...
0: Lives up to the expectation. It's
1: a real shortcut to the state. Yeah. You haven't thought about doing that, though.
0: About taking uppers <laughs> during dancing.
1: Yeah, as a way to enter a state.
0: No, I think it's a great way to enter a state. But also, then I wonder how how much of that is internal, in, like during that state, like mm. like. Do you honestly think that if you had uppers, mm. and then you went. Like, I'm sure that you would think it was the most fantastic thing that you had ever done, created, been involved in.
1: I guess my, my cynical viewpoint on it mm. is that... Mm. dancing yourself into a state is activating a, a mind state and a chemical state in mm-hmm. your body. And... Altering your chemistry through actions or through uh, intaking other chemicals that activate that chemistry in your body. That like, is it any different? Are they both just doing the same thing? Like, do you need to meditate or just take mushrooms? <laughs> 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 and the question that I, I mean, what I so what well, that's not undermining the power of the rigor of training towards achieving those states mm. um, but what it is undermining is the importance or significance of those states it's saying like okay it's just a state
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: just another state
0: as if it's just like a chemical thing yeah it's, it's just yeah body. it's
1: just a chemical thing that's going on with your body and how important is it how you got there
0: sure I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I would argue with that, but you've just put it like very matter of fact. I suppose, like you could just take this illegal substance and have yeah, it,
1: or even like um, those ideas about meditating your way through pain during childbirth versus having a epidural, epidural. Mm-hmm. and that either way is stopping your. Uh, moment to moment sensation
2: Mm
1: -hmm. overload of pain Mm -hmm. and one you need skill to achieve and one you can just outsource (laughs) and the nurse needs skill to put it in
0: in you while you're moving around
1: yeah (laughs) anyway it's not it's just to it's just to open up like the validity of states because I know that I fully enjoy them States, getting being in some kind of state. Yeah. There's also a really interesting. When I was in year, I think eleven, twelve. I read a series of books about eating disorders, fictional books written for teen audiences, um, and most of them across across it spoke about this state that you reach after a few days of fasting,
2: mm.
1: of um, lightness and mental clarity and and there's also a movement going on with fasting being good for cleansing your body of precancerous cells um so i see this coming back up now like 20 years after i originally read that series of fiction books about a mental illness now coming up as like a a A health health kick kick thing um but that's also a state that Mm -hmm. you get into Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know But about
0: it. I don't know. I do think... Um, I think fasting does create a state, though. I was speaking to somebody about this the other day. Like, if you haven't eaten for 24 hours, like, I do think that you have more clarity. Mm. Like, I think that the less... Probably
1: more urgency as well.
0: Yeah, but your body seems to have more, more awareness. Like, you're more aware of... Well, you're aware that you're hungry. You're you're very aware that these, like, functional things are going on. I feel like you can actually feel Mm -hmm. them. You know, when you're full or you're you're sitting and you've just eaten for maybe, like, half an hour an Easter brunch or something. So
2: good.
0: But it's good. But it's it's numbing. Because it's numbing. You can tune out. You can sit there and you can feel... It's like a weight. Mm -hmm. And you become less sensitised to everything you... it's, you're just a state of being
1: yeah, so really you could if you knew how long it took for you to get hangry mm-hmm. you could just wait it out mm-hmm. and book your studio time <laughs> and then go in and be like I'm in the state of hangry right now I'm going to dance it out
0: <laughs> yes <Okay. laughs>
1: it's just like, yeah, needing to fast or whatever if you're getting a, a medical test done
2: mm-hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: So maybe that is just again that emotional thing of like what i was just speaking before about um about habits mm. like they're just all these emotional triggers that we we choose them you know if you haven't eaten for six hours there's mm. probably just it's probably a habit if you're like oh i'm hungry haven't haven't eaten and then your body will register being hungry the same way that it always does so you look for food or you start thinking about food or you start thinking about the way you're going to
1: eat food Ads really work on me. Ads. If I see an ad for hot chips, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot about hot chips.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. But then, then laziness really works because I'm not gonna go out and get them.
0: Okay, right. Uber eats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is why I can't, as long as I don't have things in my house. It's like an ease, an ease thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I sometimes think that about dancing as well. I'm like, Phew, If dancing gets much harder, I might just not bother. (laughs) It already costs a lot. Like, it's costing my super at the moment. There are no superannuation (laughs) payments going in. I'm paying from the future so that I have time to dance now. Uh, Which leads nicely to why bother. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So why bother? what's,
1: What's your biggest hope?
0: Um I suppose uh Um I suppose eventually like if I understand what I'm doing enough that it um it becomes valid I feel not that it not that it becomes I suppose, yeah, more so, like, the idea of, like, empathy between humans. Like, I always wonder, I have not always wondered, I've wondered over the last few years, like, what is that huge gap? between and I know what it is you know it's a a culture thing it's um, again people are used to going to see like ballet or opera or people appreciate it people can watch and empathise with it and perhaps they'll go every month or um, and I wonder where that like understanding or that enjoyment gap is between like why would my mum and dad not want to come and watch me improvise for half an hour why do they not where is that empathetic gap that they can't understand or they can't access it? And I guess why bother is because I feel like I've been so moved by it and my whole life, my whole way of engaging with people comes from a deep understanding, like, on a really kinesthetic level, I think. So I guess just the need to want to share that or to make it accessible to other people in a way that they can understand it though I don't think it should be dumbed down I don't think that you know humans are so intelligent the way we understand and register information like everybody you don't have to be an artist to be a very intelligent capable um body I guess I just would hope that I guess that's why I mean I've met plenty of people like travelling who understand it in the way that I'm talking to you and they've had no um they haven't had the accents the access to dance they've had access to movement and movement experiences um but then I don't want to take away from you know the practice that artists go through for years to try and find something but um I just think it's so worthwhile it makes like it kind of is just like an access to the present. Like the body is so, it's the only thing that you have that kind of keeps you here. And I guess when you, when I put it as basically as that, I just think why there's nothing more worthwhile than that on a really basic level.
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> Respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: justifying to myself um, that I was going to uni to study dance didn't know it was contemporary for dance I just knew I could go and study dance you
0: didn't know soon. it was content
1: um, but <clears throat> I remember thinking even if I never get some kind of career dancing then there's nothing that I won't learn that won't apply to me for the rest of my life Bec-
2: totally.
1: Because, um, because I have to live in this body for the rest of my
2: life. Mm.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, mm. it's the only thing that's like, like this is raw, like everything that goes on in your brain is, is filtered, it's,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you yeah and it's like 90 years in this guy you know you can't upgrade him for anything <laughs> I don't
1: know. you do get a second set of teeth that's nice
0: that's true that is nice I'm sure you could get something else if you she if you wanted for. to put more super into that <laughs> but yeah it, people always say that as well like you know but if you're not dancing like right now for this month like was you did a degree in it like is it worthwhile i was like of course it's worthwhile like you learn to see things in a completely different way. You empathise with people in a completely different way. Like,
1: yeah. I think Australia mixes up education with training for a job. hmm And that I feel good about education. And it's nice that I live in a country that's so well are socially set up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that I can afford to not always have a job. Yep. Um, anything else, any other epiphanies you want to share, or we could just dance?
0: We could just
2: dance. Okay. That's